0: Welcome back to another episode on the Living in First Alignment channel. really looking forward to chatting with you today because I'm actually in this episode going to be talking about two Instagram posts that I did back in January and right now I'm recording this it's like the third week-ish of May and I thought it was really funny because I was like oh I really should repurpose that and then I was like scrolling on my feed and I, I thought I did the post like in March but it's literally been like five four or five months so the post is it, and I'm sure maybe you've seen it or not and I think I might I'll tag it in the show notes too why not so the title of it was scale slowly live fully fuck the rat race to six figures okay and this these two posts that I did these are human design threads on the toxicity of picking up scarcity energy through the undefined centers in your human design chart and then overcompensating with your defined centers or it could be if you're a reflector it could obviously be like your defined gates it doesn't just have to be centers or channels in order to fill the void and fuel the belief that speed sells so this was really something that I've been contemplating a lot and if you've been around here for a while you'll know that I'm not somebody who has the story of scaling quickly episode number 255 I talk about how it took me over three years to have a five-figure month and I was just sharing the blessings of really being like sat down by my experiences and the universe like like the vibe of like sit your ass down Kayla like you're you're gonna learn sustainability like that's what this is and so I've really contemplated many times what it means you know, to scale quickly. And, you know, why do I want to scale to five, six, seven figures ASAP? Like, why? Like, what is the why? But, you know, it's really easy to say, oh, because I want financial freedom and I want time freedom and I want this and I want that. But there is a difference between being focused on that and and trying to get away from the things that we don't want to feel. And I think that a lot of people, including myself, were, were doing that or are doing that. And that's why it doesn't feel good to grow a business and that's why it can be painful and it's not sustainable and I've definitely noticed and it's been really refreshing to witness some leaders in the industry come forth who've like let's say recently you know kind of blew up in the industry and they've shared like a lot of just burning shit to the ground and starting over again because what they did wasn't sustainable like they they did it you know they scaled quickly they hit seven figures and then they're like this is fucking insane like I can't I can't sustain this, right? So one thing that I really want to emphasize is that I am not here to shit on people who scaled quickly. I'm here to share my story and my truth and just my views on this because I think that it takes a lot of guts to admit that maybe things aren't going as quickly as you want them to because speed sells, like I said, and it's also praised. So when things happen quickly, it always seems to be impressive, right? And I think that's just, that's literally just societal conditioning. You know, look at our access to technology and the internet and everything happening so instantaneously. It's just, there's no, there's no patience anymore. And so I really feel like this is something that needs to be explored and talked about and and normalized more often. One of the other reasons why I was so motivated to record this episode was just because me sharing my experience and being very transparent, like this just comes very naturally to me because I have a completely open throat center. I ha- also have a completely open Ajna, which just means that we're going to simultaneously look at all the things together at the same fucking time. And I'm just going to be very cutthroat and honest about it. Cause that's how we roll around here. And there's been people who have like reached out to me in the DMS and left comments and posts where they just, they feel so seen for not, you know, not, not having the experience of having enough leaders who are willing to share their story and share the behind the scenes and be really transparent because some people are so focused on their image and how they look and how things show up and making things look easy but like what if things are fucking hard you know what I mean so one of the really big things that I wanted to dive into today is the big question of why do I want to scale to five six seven figures as soon as possible and this question is is really interesting because I think it, it does depend on the energy that you have behind asking this question because it can be like this coming from this place of abundance like I'm committed to making an impact I'm committed to having financial freedom time freedom these are the things that I want and there's a difference between being focused on that and being in this state of and I'm saying this because I have literally been this person of like I fucking hate my job I'm broke as shit. I'm watching everyone do all these things really quickly or doing these things and making it look easy. Why isn't it happening for me? This is why I want this, this, and this. Because once I have that, I'm gonna feel better. I'm gonna look better. I'm gonna have credibility. And then I'm gonna make an impact. And then do you see how it's rooted in scarcity? But the the, the desires are still there, but like what's the root? That's really what we're looking at. Is like what is the root, right? And so when we pay attention to this, it's like the more we reach, the more that we're avoiding. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. It's like really paying attention to like what is the intention? What is the unspoken intention? What is the complete opposite of having five, six, seven figure, you know, days, months, years, and so on? Like what is the opposite of that? And, you know, it's really interesting because when I look at my own experience of i went through the extremes this year in particular where like literally so i quit my nine-to-five last fall i completely drained my account that i had savings in to pay my taxes this year and so literally by february of 2022 i had made like i think like a thousand dollars in february and like two grand in march like it was like not very much at all actually no sorry january and february is what i meant not february and march and I went from that extreme to like 10K cash in April. And it's like actually over 10K. But the point is, it was like, when I look back, I was literally operating in a state of like, I don't want to be broke. I just want my business to work. I just want to have this. I just want to have that. And it, it was like not rooted in trusting my process. I ha- It had to look a certain way. And I was really attached to that. And so then, like I said, the universe sat my fucking ass down and was like, oh, Kayla, you don't want to feel these things? Well, you're going to feel these things because if you can handle feeling these things, then you can handle the spectrum of, like, the complete opposite of this absolute abundance that you're actually committed to, and that's what happened. And and so, you know, the other thing that really gets spoken of often, and we see this in, like, any industry, is that more effort equals results, right? So it was like, well, if I just work harder, it'll happen faster. And But if you think about it, like, there's plenty of people who work, several hours they work several jobs and they're not making a sustainable living income and they're struggling so if that was the fucking truth then everyone who works harder would have more and then obviously there's privilege tied tied into that as well like there's so many factors but this is just so ingrained you know definitely from like the corporate industry of like you work hard you crawl up the ladder you get more time off you get more money but then you're working hard and you have more stress and so on And it's been really interesting because I've been helping my boyfriend, just his own experience of being in the corporate world and especially working with investments and money. And it's like the culture that he's experiencing of – you know, well, if I have more stress, I should be paid more. And I'm like, why do you need to be more stressed to justify making more money? Like who fucking says that, you know? And it's, that's what happens. This is the paint. This is the fucking picture that is being painted in the world. And I was like, can you please notice what just came out of your mouth? Like you didn't say that verbatim, but we were talking about this and how, you know, when you move up the corporate ladder, there's more stress. You get, you get paid more money because you have more responsibility. And it's like, where is the humanness in that? You know, where's the sustainability? Like where where is it? You know? And and so I really feel like when we're shifting this old paradigm of effort equals results, and we're really diving into like having heightened levels of self-awareness. And you know, because of the emotional solar plexus mutation happening in 2027 you know, we can really see that we're moving away from fear and coming into a more heightened awareness of our emotions. Like, what is it that we feel like having, right? Like, what, what is it that, that we desire? Like, it's more focused on desire rather than getting away from something, okay? And that's not to shit on the Splenic Center whatsoever because the Splenic Center and the fear gates and and the, the desire of, like, physical awareness, safety and security, like, we need that. We need that as human beings. But I think it's just the flavor in how we pursue things in life is going to change, So what I did in these posts is I gave examples of defined and undefined centers and how we overcompensate with defined centers and how we can feel like we're not doing enough with the undefined centers, right? So you've heard me talk about conditional confidence and just how we can have this codependency between, you know, defined versus undefined spaces in our charts. But I really just wanted to like take this specifically and target the language of what it means to scale quickly and like how this is being used and framed in the industry to essentially manipulate people. So I really hope that listening to this, if you relate to it, it's just going to wake you up. It's going to give you awareness so that you can decide and notice, like remove yourself from situations where you're noticing this language, where you're noticing these, these flavors of conversation that don't actually resonate with you and are are fueling a part of you that is coming from scarcity. First, we're gonna talk about the undefined heart center because majority of the population will have this undefined or open. So undefined means that there are hanging gates activated, open means there's no definition. So this center is about having a sense of worthiness, knowing your value, it's your capacity for commitments, it's your integrities it's your drives and your desires. So the big questions that come around, and like literally every single person I've ever done a reading for, had a conversation with who has an undefined or open heart can relate to this and even i'll talk a little bit about the defined heart as well because i had a really great podcast interview with ali so if you want to it'll be a couple episodes before this we talked about her having a defined heart and her experience in business so you can go check that out after as a side note but basically what the undefined open heart experiences in the industry is like what is my value? Like how how much do I charge? How much are they charging? What are the bonuses that they're giving in their program? What discount are they giving? How long are they doing a container for? Do they have support coaches? Do they have this? Do they have that? Like what, 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 what? You know, it's like looking outside of themselves because of the openness of seeking for something to drop within. But the thing is, when we're coming from a place of scarcity, it's really easy to be influenced by the environment, to overcommit, so over committing, this is like, this is the example when I've heard people who have defined hearts or just people in general who have said things like people with an undefined or open heart are flaky. I don't like that because it paints a disempowering context. What I think it is, it's a lack of self-awareness where people were over commit and they're out of integrity with their capacity of the drive and the willpower that they have for that commitment and yeah maybe that's a more polite way of saying someone's flaky but like that's way more empowering because then you can see specifically what that person needs to shift in order for them to be in integrity with themselves right because if you just say oh somebody's flaky because they have an open undefined heart like what the fuck do you do with that information right so how the undefined heart influence shows up in the coaching world is when we see people say things like, you need to have X, Y, and Z, you need to charge X for services, otherwise, blah, 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 okay? So it's like feeding this context of like, this is what value is, this is what you should commit to, and then, you know, if it resonates and it feels sustainable, because the heart center is also about sustainability, go for it. If it doesn't, and you're doing it because you think you should, fucking run away. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna keep it simple, Okay. So this this is what influences the insane inflation that we tend to see in the coaching industry. And it's it stems from the need to alleviate the pain and fear of not being valuable enough, okay? So it's like wanting to close the gap. Oh, well, if I'm making more money, that must mean I'm more valuable, right? I, I cannot tell you, I have done so much deconditioning with having an open heart center to the point where for several months, I, for a very long time, I had no one-on-one clients. Like currently right now I have one one one-on-one client. And then I would say in the spring, I did a lot of one-on-one readings with people. You know what I mean? So it's like, who the fuck am I when I have nothing? And I feel like an out of aligned, open or undefined heart is like, I need things to prove my worth. But I was like, I am worthy because I am. And I'm sure you've heard this and it's easier said than done, but I'm, I'm literally serious. It's like, I have to remind myself Kayla you get to decide your worth and that means that when you catch yourself looking at what so-and-so is charging what they're committed to the things that they're showing up for their willpower and their drive that's for them that's not necessarily for you and you know there's a narrative of if I'm more expensive and less available then I must be worthy of more like maybe I'll get more people maybe I'll get more signups whatever it is right so I feel like this is a this is a scarcity thing and it's 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 quite draining like I think it's very toxic especially when I know that people in this industry they're committed to abundance they're committed to creating freedom but it's like kind of have to be on the same page for that to happen because otherwise this is just that this is an unconscious form of manipulation right so and then what happens is so we have people showing up this is how they're selling this is how they're declaring their services and then the flip side of that is that we have the clients the consumers who in contrast cannot afford these prices so then they're like oh i must not be worthy because i can't afford these prices once i can afford to spend 10 20 fucking grand whatever on so-and-so or this and that then i'm worthy then i've made it in my business then i've you know i'm going to reach the next level of personal development whatever it is right so there's going to be this stark contrast and this impact for this kind of narrative around the undefined heart and this like proving energy right and that the irony of this too is that the heart center is also based on integrity and this kind of this kind of inflation is not sustainable. It's like integrity, sustainability, these are the flavors of the heart center. And so it's like the irony is that the heart center is based on integrity and this inflation that I talked about is not sustainable. It's out of integrity. So there's just it's it's just ironic when we look at at it this way, right? And you know, the really big question is how can we generate value from a place of abundance rather than needing to prove oneself, rather than needing to use scarcity as a form of manipulation to create pressure for people to sign up? Like that's just old sales tactics, you know what I mean? So this is, this is really going to be, I think, shifting, especially with that 2027 emotional solar plexus mutation. So in the industry, like what I recommend is just paying attention to the trends of what people say is valuable. And and to remember that you get to decide what is valuable or not. And I think that just to speak for people who have a defined heart center, because I've had conversations with many people who have a defined heart center, is that you're designed to be certain about what you want, your desires, where you're going, how how you're being committed to trailblaze, to pull through. You're designed to do that. And I feel that a shadow for people who have this definition is that they feel like they're too much. Who the fuck am I to want this? Who the fuck am I to make this impact? Who am I to blah, blah, blah. But you're, you're here to do that for yourself. I think the shadow side is when we use that drive of like, you know, we, we when you see commentary in the online space of like, pay to be in my energy and la la la. And yeah, guess what? That shit works, but then that's where conditional confidence and codependency comes in. If somebody has a defined heart, they're out of alignment, they're willpowering their way through it, I show up open heart, I stick on to that, and I'm starting to commit to things that I actually don't have the sustainability for, I'm gonna fall flat on my face. Right? So really is about understanding your own design and your own limitations in terms of boundaries and expectations for yourself and what's sustainable. So I feel like this is something like, this is one of the first things I wanted to talk about was the Undefined Heart Center because this is, this is where we can see that toxicity come through and it's like, you know, if you do things faster and, and scale quicker, then, you know, it must be valuable, right? The next thing we'll talk about is the Undefined Spleen. So the big question with the Splenic Center is like, what do I need in order to survive, to maintain security, to feel safe in my, lo- in my life, in my business, in my body? Because it's a physical awareness center, right? It's also the, a very intuitive center. And so when this is undefined, it means that, you know, you're going to pick up and amplify the fears from around you. So if you look at traditional sales tactics, it's like fearful selling is one of the top tactics in order to get people to buy into safety and security, right? Because naturally as humans, we want we want to survive. We want to feel safe. We want to feel secure. We want to feel taken care of. We want stability. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But it's when we're being manipulated into that, like people when they market and say, they they frame things in a way of like, I have the missing thing that you don't have. Then that's like, a form of manipulation and that that can totally target, you know, the splenic center of being like I have what you don't have. You know what I mean? So when this center is undefined and out of alignment, it can become codependent on what it believes will eliminate the fear that it's feeling. And this can this can also generate like the reactive shadow of like risky behavior like going all in, you know, to get to get rid of the feeling of fear like what's the fucking point? I'm just going to go all in, right? And, you know, it's really about judging oneself. Like, I don't feel safe anyway, so I'm just going to go all in. I'm going to do all the things. And so this can also, like, this fear energy, because it's it's also very connected to the root center, can show trends of root pressure and timelines as well, right? So, like, you know, I think that paying attention and trusting your own timeline. So right now what I'm actually thinking about is, like, my partner has a defined root and spleen. He's a splenic projector and he has defined head and ajna, and I can see it's, like, unbelievable when he's out of alignment, so this is where definition can can be more of a driver, where it's, like, you're overcompensating, so talk about, obviously, we're talking about defined and undefined now, so defined, it's like, oh, I really need to push for this, this needs to be done faster so that I can be, like, I can be safe and secure, so this is kind of how it shows up when it's defined, is that it's, like, that route to spleen or even the splenic center, like what, what's the next thing? Like what is going to bring me stability? What is going to be sustainable as well? Because obviously you're going to have this flavor going into the heart center with that channel, the 44. So the ways that this shows up in the industry with undefined spleen is like, you know, I've achieved X amount of money because I have X. So it's like very like tit for tat, you know, safety security because of this, you know, Hire a coach now to move forward and get unstuck, right? So that like scarcity thing, like you're not where you should be. Again, that uh, that still ties into the root pressure as well, but it's like you're not where you should be. This person is going to help you do this because this is what's missing. Or things like gaining X will allow you to know more and have and be more successful. So that's really speaking to, I have gate 48 hanging unconsciously in the splenic center and the shadows is inadequacy. So it's like targeting things like targeting the shadows of the splenic center and like speaking to that can be like really triggering. And then people obviously want to alleviate that. Right. Or you can see things like, and again, it really depends on the roots and the flavor of this. But when you see people say things like outsource as soon as possible in order to get things right, like you want to do things right. You want to be accurate. You want to make sure that it's done properly. Right. But if that's coming from the lens of, I don't trust myself, And then it's actually creating a codependency. Like I can definitely speak to this where, uh, was it last year? Yeah, I guess it was last year. I had a codependent relationship with someone where I was completely reliant on them because they were more knowledgeable about the back end things of business and they understood things and they helped me build my website like two years ago. And I was scared to go and do things on my own because I had this shame and guilt like, Kayla, you should know how to do this. So you're going to stick around in this relationship so that they can help you you're going to help them and it was just like the perfect codependent situation and i'm pretty sure they i don't remember their design completely but i'm pretty sure they were a splenic projector as well so no shame on splenic projectors i'm talking about me being codependent with an undefined spleen all right just to give an example for this so the biggest thing you can do with the undefined spleen is like really questioning like are these my fears or is it theirs Like, how can I leverage the energy in my own chart to generate my own version of safety and security? How can I allow myself to flow with the fluidity of my fears and learn from them over seeking to eliminate them? Like, how can you alchemize your own fears rather than putting yourself in a codependent situation where you feel like you have to spend money, where you have to take a massive risk and you may not actually be ready from a you know energetically managed perspective and what i mean by that the, oh my god the word i'm looking for right now nervous system regulation that's what i'm trying to say energetic management that was such a weird thing anyways i'm not going to delete this so nervous system regulation is huge with the splenic center and i think really looking at how you can generate that on your own whether you're defined or not that's going to give you power and be able to set those energetic boundaries. The next center we're gonna talk about is a defined circle center because obviously, you know, 60 to 70% of the population will have their circle defined, whether you're a cycle generator, or just sorry, a generator or many gen. Even if you have an emotional authority, you'll have it defined. So this, the shadow of this is like getting stuck in overdrive, like creating content nonstop, creating courses nonstop, launching for the sake of feeling satisfaction from accomplishing something. And there's still the flavor of the root center in there of like wanting to accomplish something and to like progress and evolve. But I think that this is something that's very prevalent because if you think about it, like oh my god, this is why I'm not a TikTok person. Like I don't go on TikTok. I don't. Don't use TikTok at all because it just doesn't stop. I feel like with this and reels, like I have to keep producing. It just doesn't resonate with me. So that's totally not something that I tap into. So the thing is, majority of the population has their sacral defined. And the truth is that the sacral thrives off of doing what it loves doing. So the overdrive comes from a scarcity mindset that more is better. And if you stop, everything stops, right? Especially with gate 34 being in the sacral center and that's like the pure channel that goes straight up to the throat center if somebody's a gen, is the shadow is force so it's like oh i gotta force myself i gotta if i just keep forcing then things will happen quicker and then i'll get to six figures seven figures whatever it is faster right so you notice this like these overdrive things like the switch turns on and you can't stop going so there's like this false sense of satisfaction that comes from the paradigm of like work hard you know, hard work deserves acknowledgement, essentially, right? And I feel like, for example, non-sacral beings, so the projectors, manifestors, and reflectors, it's like, if us sacral beings are out of alignment and we're doing shit we don't want to be doing and we're proving ourselves, that's the energy you're going to pick up on. So you're going to be completely out of alignment. You're going to be angry, bitter, and disappointed because you're just amplifying the energy of like all the sacral beings around you that are fucking miserable. And I can really attest to this as an example with my partner, who's a projector, working in an office setting where I told him, I said, 60% of those people at least are going to be Sacral beings. They're going to be there. They're probably not going to like the job. They're going to be frustrated. And you're going to come home and you're going to feel frustrated. But it's their fucking energy. It's not yours. Right? So this energy will also impact and resonate with undefined sacral as well. Like I just said, right? So how it shows up in the industry is like doing things like, you know, they should do a 30 day real challenge in order to gain followers, you know, creating a lot of content, like post three times a day in your stories to maintain engagement, create X types of posts in your feed to give value, consistently drop X amount of podcasts every week, launch and create something new every X month, work or week quarter, etc. And so, I've talked about this a little bit before around, you know, these are examples of like an agenda energy, like what we call the agenda issue with with sacral beings. And it's like this can be foggy and like a blurry line across when it comes to the sacral because, you know, we think, oh, all these things like, yes, I want to do that because, yes, I want those results. But maybe it's not it's not a yes from a place of joy. Be, it, it's, it's a yes because, oh, if I do this, then this will happen. So obviously you want the thing, but it's the process that is not a fuck yes, okay? So this is what we call the agenda issue. It's like doing something in order to, and it's not coming from a place of joy. So for the sacral beings, and even non-sacral beings, like you can still ask this because you're going to be influenced by this energy. What am I saying yes to, if you ever define Sacral. Okay, does resting now allow me to feel joy doing this later? Ask that if you're defined or undefined sacral. So the bottom, it, the bottom line is that if it's not a fuck yes, it's a, it's a fuck no. And if you're undefined, know that you're designed to show the defined sacrals how to rest, right? So it's like getting overstuck in this creation mode can be another toxic way of like doing more to get more, like feeding into that behavior that I talked about earlier. The next center we're gonna talk about is the undefined root center. And this means that having an undefined root center, and I can really speak to this because I have an undefined root, I have six hanging gates, and some of those are like both consciously and unconsciously defined. So being undefined, you pick up on the pressure and the timelines of other people, okay? So kind of like the sacral where undefined is really meant to trust in their own timeline, whereas people who have defined are gonna have this consistent pressure within them to move and get shit done, right? My boyfriend and I talk about this all the time because he has that root to his spleen and it's like the pressure for health, the pressure for safety and security and evolution is like so huge for him. Where for me, my the pressure that I feel is always going to be creative, but it really happens in pulses. So the the common like line, I would say, is like, I will achieve X amount by this time and that will relieve the pressure of needing to feel successful now. Okay, so like timelines... Can be constructive, but I think when we're married to them and there's no flexibility, oh, there's a really good quote. I wonder if it'll drop into me now. It's be rigid with your goals, but flexible with your methods. That's what I wanted to say. So that's really huge, I think, when it comes to the root center, where you're defined or not. And so I think that this has got to be one of the biggest shadows when it comes to growing a business. The undefined energy available, like in the root center, means that you're going to pick up on the pressure to evolve and grow and achieve timelines by the environment right you know there's i believe there's nine gates in the root center and so the chances of it being defined are quite high so that means when you have an undefined or open like you're susceptible to really picking up that energy from around you and that's not your energy that's not your timeline right so imagine everyone does have their own timeline and how they're meant to do things like how do you know what your timeline is The reality is is that no one does. So then the root will amplify and seek ways to relieve this pressure. So this will either fuel your fear in the splenic center. It's either going to force action in the sacral or it's going to cause reactive emotions in the emotional solar plexus because that's where the root connects to. It goes out to those three channels. So the way that this sells in the industry is it's like you you know you'll see things that and this maybe this resonates with you maybe it doesn't I'm telling you take it or leave it when you see people who brand themselves as somebody who's like scale to five six seven figures in X time or generate X amount of followers in X time or gain X amount of clients in X time or generate X amount of leads by X time become the next best version of yourself through X by X time like it's just it's just a lot of time pressure. You know and it and it creates this illusion that something's gonna happen. and the thing is we can't control everything within time. that's that's the truth. And so ways to really honor your own timeline is through giving yourself the space to drain this energy from outside and tap into your energy from within. So again, like I said, checking in with the spleen. How can I generate security from within me? Check in with your emotional surplexes. How can I process my emotions? And then check in with your sacral. Like, how can I ensure that I'm doing what I love doing and I'm resting, right? And then ultimately, like, really fuck any external timelines that make you feel any level of unhealthy pressure. This unhealthy pressure is a sign for you to back off and get back into your own energy, and even, and even with people who have the center defined, like, it's really interesting because obviously when I'm with my partner, I pick up on his root energy, but because I have it undefined, like, I help him see it differently. You know, I'll be like, okay, well, whose timeline is that? Like, why, why are you creating this additional crock pot, not crockpot pressure cooker, like instant pot pressure within you that you have to do things by this time? Like, do you enjoy this? Is it honor your cyclical energy that you have within your root center? Like, you know, really contemplating that more and questioning how that energy is being amplified when you have it defined within you. We're going to talk about the undefined or open Ajna because when you, this center is all about your beliefs, your perceptions, and it's receiving the pressure from the head center. So if you have this center undefined, you will have your head center undefined because obviously the head center connects to the Ajna and they need those channels to be defined. So, When you have up there undefined, what I see often is that people are very influenced by the inspiration and the things in their environment where they feel the pressure, they need answers, they need to come up with ideas, they need to come up with content and so on. This is one of the reasons why I unfollowed everyone on social media is because I don't need to see that. I don't really consume online. I'm very intentional about what I consume. Like the things that I consume is I'm going to go to the explore page and I'll scroll, but I'm looking at mindless things, not business related. So the point is the undefined Ajna is always in the state of uncertainty and like searching. But the thing is, it can also lead to having this vastness of like simultaneously being able to hold multiple perceptions. So the question ultimately is like, what do I believe? Who do I need to believe to be certain and for others to be certain of me? So then I see this often where a lot of personal growth work revolves around beliefs. and And so it's like, Traditional inner work revolves around beliefs because what we believe will cause an emotional reaction in our body, right? We believe good things or bad things, and I literally just mean that as a general statement for the sake of an example here. But when we create the emotional response within our body that we desire, this is the sign that we've generated certainty within our mind, right? So when we feel happy it might be because you believe something that is causing that emotional reaction within you right and there's a certainty like oh I know this I'm safe and secure like there's all these conversations happening within you of like okay I feel good now because I feel certainty I feel like this is going to be okay this is aligned with what I want and so on so when this center is undefined it's literally an open vessel to sample and pick up on the beliefs of others right and so when we're unwilling to sit with our gift of uncertainty or to be able to have multiple perspectives, we will latch on to what we believe will be received by others. And then we'll speak that into existence through this throat center in order to be seen and heard. So it's kind of like saying what you think people want to hear, saying things, but I'm talking about coming from a place of you want to say what you think people want to hear and, and share the perceptions that you think they want to know so that X, Y, and Z... And then there's another form of an agenda coming in there, right? And again, it's, it's, if it's with the intention of somebody painting a picture of like, if you believe this and then you do this and so on, what happens is, well, like somebody who's uncertain and they don't trust themselves will latch onto that and then it, it creates a codependency, right? So this is this is something that you'll see when why you'll, you may see people in the industry that will sound very similar to somebody else. So their, their self-expression, their copywriting, the things that they create, they're mirroring the beliefs and perceptions of others instead of allowing their fluidity to shine through, right? So it's like this copycat approach because they feel certain with, oh, well, this person has been su- successful. This is what they believe. This is what they think. This is what they do. I'm going to do that too. And then we just kind of regurgitate what is not meant to be our truth. And so the thing is, in order to get aligned with having an undefined or open Ajna is to prioritize being curious about what you believe, questioning why and asking how you can sit with your uncertainty to create something new, right? So really leverage your authority and your strategy to embody this. We're going to talk about the throat center now, and I'm going to... I'm going to talk about a defined throat center because, I mean, you'll notice flavors with the with the open throat center, and I can obviously attest to this as well, but I'm going to talk about the defined throat center because people are more likely to have hanging gates or have it defined. So the out of alignment of a defined throat center is like oversharing to be heard and to be known to make an impact right? And the open throat can do this as well, where it's like there's this desperation to be seen and heard. But I feel like when you have that defined throat, it's like you're going to speak the same tone. You're going to have a consistency in how you show up and how you say and do things because there's that consistent definition within you. When it's undefined, it's kind of this like this sort of like flappy, like <laughs> I'm, I'm literally speaking for myself, so I hope nobody's offended. It's like this, you know, I would do things like this flappy like try different things say different things like just being really colorful to be seen is like how i would describe the the open throat center where i feel like a defined throat center would just be like really loud and like consistent in how they share and show up okay just to give a bit of contrast so i was like literally having this image of in my head of like an obnoxious bird like like flying over a pond and just like flapping its wings and like quacking like a duck like but you know flamingo colors like people are like looking at this creature like what the fuck are they doing like this was that was my vision of me trying to explain flappy when that came out of my mouth as an open throat out of alignment anyways the throat center is known as a manifestation center and what i mean by that is that you speak what you feel what you think within you into the 3d world into existence so there's 11 channels connecting it directly from seven centers okay so when this center is out of alignment it's going to speak fear from the splenic center it's gonna it's gonna speak for certainty and inner knowing from the ajna It's going to speak repressed emotions or reactive emotions from the emotional solar plexus. It's going to speak identity and declaration of like the right direction or like the right thing to do from the G center. And it's going to speak value and worthiness from the heart center, consistent drive and action from the sacral center. So there's a lot of connections coming up into the throat center. So this this is how you can sort of pick up on, you know, am I being influenced by this in the industry? So this is examples of how it can show up. From the splenic center, it's like, here's what you should do now in order to avoid fear and instability or not being safe and secure. With the Ajna, this is what I know to be true and this is why you should believe me. So you can see that like forcing energy of like certainty. The G center, this direction is the way to go. This is how you'll be loved. This is how you'll be seen. This is how you'll be adored, right? Because the G center is also about lovability. The ego center, here's how you determine your value. You need X, Y, and Z. From the sacral center. Only consistent action of doing all the things will produce results. Emulsion of solar plexus. This is how I feel, and I want you to feel this too, so I can be relieved. Okay, so you can see that there's a lot of projection here, and I don't just mean that's coming from projectors. I literally mean that, like, we are having this energetic experience in our body, and it's like it's coming out of the throat center. Right, so you can see this language and how it can show up in the online space and how it can lead to like forms of manipulation in order to do things. Okay, so the way to get in alignment with the throat center is really checking in like, am I outbursting reactive energy or am I expressing repressed energy? So, repressed energy is like very defeated, like, I'm gonna be quiet, you know, another way that like a repressive way that a defined throw can show up is like, why am I talking? Like, what's the point? And then the reactive is like, you're going to fucking hear me. So that's like the polar opposite. So looking into these shadows will help you and help show you the flip side of your desires, right? So tapping into the center and processing that energy. So obviously I just give examples of, of those centers there, you know, it's really going to help you shift your energy and help you pivot your speaking. But also just to, like I said, if you're hearing this in the industry and it's not resonating with you, then you know, okay, that's not in alignment and that's definitely not in alignment for me. So just to talk about, you know, the, the throat genre a little bit more this the oversharing to be heard and to be known to make an impact like since this is a manifestation center like i said you're speaking things into existence the pressure from the head and the root is driving all this energy to the throat center in order to be expressed right so all the things i just talked about in the last you know couple minutes is like those are all sales tactics those are all things related to copywriting you know the oversharing from those that are seeking attention from a place of needing to be seen and heard might be like Posting a lot in stories from a place of like, I should do this, not because I just feel like sharing. You know what I mean? Or, you know, this will literally, if you think about it, like if this is how somebody's showing up, this will literally manifest the clients who resonate with that messaging into the world and then continue to perpetuate the scarcity energy of lack and fear, right? So that's why, obviously, the more we work on being in alignment with ourselves, like that's what we're going to. That's what we're going to attract because we're going to speak in a way that people will resonate with it and they'll connect with it. So, you know, this is, this is as an example, uh, back to the being out of alignment part, this is where you're going to see programs or offers or containers that are all selling from the energy of like should or need, or like I have what you're missing energy. So the way to break the cycle is like if you notice this energy within you, because Obviously, if you if you notice for yourself, oh, my God, this is how I'm selling and showing up is really questioning and looking at what am I trying to alleviate? Because I'm talking about head and root pressure that will drive everything to the throat center. Right. What am I avoiding? Like, what am I not wanting to feel or experience with this messaging to my audience? Right. And so really allowing yourself to process that to really own it and pivot with it will allow you to shift it. So one of the last centers that I'm going to talk about is the undefined G center. And I really hold an undefined G center near and dear to my heart because my boyfriend has an undefined G center. My G center is very defined. I have, I was counting, I think I have nine activations in the sense like a lot of them are double, like unconscious and consciously defined hanging gates. And then I have two channels. And so I really bring a lot of identity language into how I speak and show up. So when somebody has an undefined G center, because I'm so aware of human design, I, I really make sure that they don't like latch on to like my certainty and my identity because undefined G centers are meant to be fluid. Okay. And it's really, it's really, there can be a lot of freedom in that when there's an understanding of it. And so the common questions that undefined G centers will find are like, who am I? How should I be known in order to be lovable for what it is that I do? So the, the truth is, the openness of an undefined G-Center is allowing you to sample your environments and the people within your auric field. So obviously our identity is a massive part of being human and having an identity, it, it brings security, relatability, direction, and confidence. So I really think that the more people understand the fluidness with having an undefined G-Center, and because we can like bring a concrete example of like, oh, somebody has a defined G center or not. I think that it's going to normalize fluidity and identity because obviously when we look at things like sexuality, gender roles, um, ethnicity, race, all of this, like religion, all of this, there's, there's, there's some things that really have a rigidity and they don't allow for fluidity. But like fluidity is self-expression, whether you have a defined G center or not. It's always about self-expression, right? And so it's only like, I feel like we're finally starting to tap into this, you know, in the 21st century, like, thank goodness, you know? But when the center's out of alignment, just kind of bring it back to the G center. When the center is out of alignment, there's going to be this deep sense of questioning around, like, who the fuck am I, okay? And and in order to relieve this sense of feeling lost, an undefined G center can attach to what it believes will allow it to be lovable, Right? Since the center is reflective, when you're able to reflect to yourself and others radical self-acceptance and find joy in the fluidity of how you can be loved in many ways, how can you then not be grounded, right? So even when I'm coaching people and I talk about the defined and undefined G center, whether you have it defined or not, I'm always like, your environment fucking matters. Like th- This is our responsibility to set the energetic boundaries and expectations of who we spend time with, and the environments that we allow ourselves to go in. Because even if, so the G-Center is the magnetic monopole, right? Whether you have it defined or not. Somebody has it defined, it just means there's going to be a more particular way that that person is going to magnetize things to them in their life. When you have it undefined, it just means you have different ways of magnetizing things to your life, right? So defined G-Center, if you're in the wrong environment, you're not going to magnetize what is aligned for you. And the same goes for the undefined you center, right? So that's why the environment matters, whether you have it defined or not. So, in the coaching industry, what happens is we see this, like, to be aware of this messaging that says you need to be going in a certain direction or to be a certain way. You know, have certain, uh, you know, certifications and whatnot. I think that also that also ties into the heart center, right? And also the splenic center of like needing to have safety, security, credibility, you know, value, integrity, and so on. But Just being aware of the messaging that says you need to be going in a certain direction and to be a certain way in order to be credible, valuable, or impactful. Okay, so this, like I said, the flavors of the G center and the heart center and throat center are there. You get to decide what fits for you. So, for example, with my boyfriend, where I noticed the most fluidity with him is in how he works out. He loves the gym. Like we met at the gym 10 years ago, we've been going to the gym forever and he changes how he trains all the time like I've seen him run I've seen him swim I've seen him do CrossFit I've seen him do hot yoga I've seen him do bodybuilding like literally everything literally yesterday he's like I think I'm gonna try Pilates and I'm like okay Go for it. Like, do what makes you happy. Your undefined G just wants to go and try all the different things, and then you get bored and you move on. And that's like so fucking normal, you know? Whereas for me, I played rugby for like 17 years straight, and I'm good going to the same gym, doing the same classes, and so on, right? And I think that's a sacral, defined G thing for me. But it's like, I allow myself to do that. I don't judge myself for not being dynamic. And he just is fluid, and he's accepted, and he finds a joy in that. Right. So it really does come down to like trusting yourself with that fluidity, trusting yourself over trusting someone else because they say so. And maybe you look up to them like you're creating your life and your business, how how you want it to be sustainable for you. So I really hope that you found this episode helpful and obviously didn't talk about. Well, I guess I kind of did talk about all the centers, but I didn't talk about defined and undefined for everything. But I hope that it just gives you insight on paying attention to where you notice these influences show up in the industry and how it like really pushes for to do things quickly. Because when we do things quickly from a place of scarcity, it's not sustainable. It's not going to relieve what you think it will relieve. Like I can promise you this, okay? And I think there's always going to be so much gold in allowing ourselves to go with the flow, go with the pace, with intentionality and confidence and trusting that, the right people will come, the right situations will come, and that your journey is for you, right? And I mean, it's a very human thing to compare against other people and to think that you know, we can escape things by moving faster, but it's just not sustainable. It it really isn't. And so I just wanted to share from a human design lens, you know, because it's like one thing to be like, oh yeah, this is how people sell, this is how people blah, blah, blah. But I really feel like when we look at, okay, what do you have defined versus undefined? What are you seeing in the industry? How are you picking this up? Is going to bring you more awareness so that you can decide what's best for you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll tag both the posts that I talked about in the show notes so you can check it out if you want to read them. They're from January, a long time ago, but this is just another example of like how I love repurposing content. So I really... I appreciate you listening. And if this resonates with you, obviously reach out to me, share the episode, tag me if you can please subscribe and just take a few seconds. It doesn't even have to take that long to leave a review. Like this helps me get this content out into the world to help other entrepreneurs. And that's really huge because this platform is free. You know, I've spent years working on this, editing every single episode up until this point, literally, and, and doing the show notes and everything. So the more that you share, like we get to make an impact so I want to thank you for that I want to thank you for listening and I will chat with you in the next episode